recording the Zoom meeting? Zoom meeting, yes. We Hi guys, started. welcome to the Film Feast podcast. Tazi, it's not nice to talk when when other people are trying to do an intro. So just, well, uh, the intro is not going to be done by you. It's no, going to be. Oh wait, Tazi, yeah, it is going to be shut, done by you. Tazi, can you shut up for Whose a second? Whose turn is it for the intro? Welcome everyone to Film Feast. Oh gosh, today Fred, we are. Uh, you're stepping on me now. I've always stepped on you because you are tiny. Today we're going to be talking. About <laughs> I weigh significantly producers. more than you. He's taller. So than I can you. outrun you. That is true. You can't. He's probably faster. You don't have to be first. You just can't be last. All right. So can I do Here's the, the intro thing. now? Welcome to Film Feast, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about producers and also motivation to work. Thank you for, for joining the us the mid-roll, we'll be talking and about producers and their role in the film industry. After the mid-roll, we're going to be talking about motivation. But you weren't. You didn't give yeah, me context guys, to it. You guys, you guys really suck at this intro thing. I was doing a great job until you both ruined it. You just said, hey, everyone, I'm going to film it. Everyone, yeah, because everyone, people like I'm the energy. Calm down, I bring energy. I'm need you to I calm don't down. have any energy no, right now. No, I will not calm Here down. Here at um, your, your locally supported Film Feast studio, um, we like to keep okay, let's calm. Okay, let's actually just start instead calm. of listening to you um, making uh... Now, if you let me finish the intro, I can finish Let him this. finish, Tazi. Let him finish. What she said. I was so rudely interrupted. So that's what I said. We will be talking about producers and their role and what their limitations should be slash what they should be doing um and how uh egotistical are they slash the people they oversee and uh later we will be talking about uh uh motivation to get jobs done because nobody has motivation Uh, most people don't have motivation and we just Speaking of motivation, we would love to this motivate, motivate you to get your wallets out and um, consider oh donating God. something um, to to this uh, wonderful podcast. Uh, we would also like to thank our sponsors today, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, um, We're definitely not thinking Meals on Wheels. Bill and Melinda Gates ever. Meals, um, I would take money wheels. from Bill and Melinda Gates. I wouldn't. Not their money. Definitely not. I take it. And I don't know. Money's and a new, money. And a new uh, 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 sponsor this week. How you get the money? Jimmy Pesto's, where the pizza is is saucy. And Bro, the balls somebody's gonna do the intro saucier. after the show. So just Thank shut you. up. Let's you know what? Hey, Tazi, Tazi, Brent was doing a great job until you cut him off. So now we're gonna talk about the issues with producers. Tazi is a producer, and he is stepping on the creativity <laughs> of Brent here, who is just following his creative passion to create this Prime wonderful, example. wonderful intro that Tazi just crapped all over because he realized that it wasn't that big marketable, that big it was dump. way too long, just that it went old. all over the <laughs> that, that just, he just squatted he down and uh, dropped his pants, and, and no one wants to see that. I just watched a harassment course for the union. And that it, mm-hmm. I'm sure will we'll be talk a about new unions another day on there. Um, that will be another. That probably is going to be a question that's added on there. Is what to do when your producer literally just takes a big old yeah. on, <laughs> but it won't. It on won't your say creative. Your, it won't mind. say your producer. It won't say your producer. It'll say what on to do when your producer Tazi Starfire takes a big specifically because at that point Tazi will basically be like Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and will be in control of most production companies. Yeah, but um, everyone will hate him. But also love him because he gets them their jobs. 
Everyone hates no. me already. It's a love hate. It's like everyone loves to make fun of Disney, but then they still watch their stuff and uh, work for them and to do everything. So it's I like, just, do, do you really Pixar. hate them? I don't do really, really watch Disney movies anymore. I watch. But Pixar. do you do you watch Marvel? Or, I understand or that s- they think that I'm giving them their money. I actually won the Disney Plus uh, subscription for a year at the beginning when it first came out. So I didn't have to pay them anything and I haven't since. You seem so special. I Are am proud stealing? of that. Proud Are, you of stealing? That? Are you stealing someone's Disney Plus? No, I won it. But you, you only won it for a year. Somebody else paid for it for me because I won a competition. On but, you won a won competition. It, but you won it for a year. Yeah. So, so you're not watching? Oh no, he's that you're not over. Probably. <laughs> he's not probably not doing it. anything. I have an account, but he sent me the money for it, and then that money oh, okay. was who did specifically for a guy on YouTube. I don't know his name. Bill, was it Bill Gates? <laughs> it was definitely not Bill, Bill and, and or Melinda Gates. <laughs> no, I subtly no, push you in this the is, direction this that is, I want you to go. This that is something <laughs> that I like. Here's the thing, producers. I think you have to separate the producer of the movie the person who is actively working with the director to get the thing done from studio heads or studio producers because those people are very different in how they they have the same amount of power to impact the story in some cases they can literally dictate what the director or the writer or the Mm -hmm. producer does but they don't have the knowledge that the writer director or producer has so the, the, my stance on this is like I did a short film for the one year of film school I did where the writer gave us a crap script like the script wasn't good the movie would have been really boring it was about this couple going through like therapy but it was art that she was like made it really artsy and there were a bunch of scenes that didn't make any sense or or just felt out of place and it was just sort of dumb and the producer make it seem more metaphorical she made it about a couple trying to wade through a big bowl of soup but it was like thick chowder well at and one then point, the producer came point, down he met a producer was like <laughs> he the producer Wait, came down and was like soup this doesn't make sense the chowder is way too thin for them to get through you need something a little bit thicker like some chowder is or pretty thick like what kind it's of thick you it's had? thick but here's the thing: Are, is your merit is your marital status chowder thick or oatmeal thick? Like hard cooked oatmeal thick? Yeah. See, that's what he wanted <laughs> to convey. He wanted to say convey that they were so far gone, they were oatmeal thick, wading through, like basically wading through oatmeal, trying to get to each other. But then a big spoon went in the middle and blocked them from getting to each other. And then the director said, "This is god awful." So uh, I'm not doing this. That's what it you said. Continue what you're you saying. Know what? That was basic. That you know what Brent sort of encapsulated. No, the point is the director ignored what the producer and everyone in the production class was saying, which was like, "This is not going to be good if we shoot it that way." She made zero changes, mm-hmm. and when we got to watch the first cut, it was exactly what we thought. It was really boring, and mm-hmm. it didn't make a lot of sense. Well, um, one, you have soup involved. Soup is always boring. Yeah, I mean, most soups, let's be honest. I mean, unless you get a good tortilla soup. Otherwise, if you base your movie on soups, you got to get something good. Like a clam chowder might be good, although it's mainly just cream. 
The only um, soup I eat is ramen, and that's not really soup. It's ramen. Yeah, that's that's a different. That's yeah, it's noodles, like a good ramen, it's like, like a, a different genre ramen. You got to make sure you got to make sure a movie is more like ramen than chicken noodle. Chicken noodle is basic and boring. Whereas if you have a movie that's like ramen, it's spicy sometimes. Um, it's got a lot of heart. It's the egg. Uh, and it's got a lot of starch, a lot of lot of depth to it because it comes in a big bowl. Sorry, one second. You know what? One this second. moment, no, no, this moment deserves a long silence. What the soup? <laughs> okay, here's, here's, here's my Go issue with the Go. producer's role. You have scenarios time and time again that prove that the producer shouldn't be a part of the creative process. Um, they can they can give their feedback, but they shouldn't ultimately have say in what decisions are actually made. That should be the director, unless you those hire producers, a director, unless the producers, because there are some cases. I mean, for the most part, if the producer has has no affiliation with the movie other than they are giving money to it, I think they should have no input. There was one movie I was working on though. Well, check it. Here's um, here's a fact. Well, well, hold on. There was Let one me. movie that I was working on called i can't remember what it was i think it was called you can't take my daughter and i'm almost positive this was the case was that the producer was family friends with the the subjects of the movie basically like what the movie was based on she was like family friends with them so she knew who mm-hmm. they were um or he i can't remember i think it was a she pretty sure it was a she but they, they knew who they pretty sure they knew them and so they they had like legitimate input for the movie Whereas if it's someone who's just giving money, then for the most part, I feel like they don't have, like, it was literally just a wallet. A person is just a wallet. I feel like they should, they should let the creatives do the decision-making for the most part. Yeah. I think if you're a producer there, the only scenario where I could see a producer's like creative input actually mattering to the director is if that producer has some sort of creative background for example me i'm a director too and a screenwriter and an actor so i have some form of creativity to me most producers get into it for you know the the money aspect of it they don't really get in for the creative process they get in because maybe they can't be a director but they still want to work in the film industry there's so many different motivations behind getting in to the film industry as a producer but I think the the main point, the the underlining, you know, reason that a producer should stay out of the creative process is because people people respond to one form of storytelling by one person. I think the, for the most part, when you have somebody, for example, directors like Dave, the Russo brothers, like there's two two creative you know directors there. And they heavily, you know, input. I don't think you could get like three directors, for example. Like, I feel like when you have so many different people making the creative decisions, everything gets lost. Um, mm-hmm. The Rooster Brothers have one voice together, and that's why they're really good at it, because I'm pretty sure they figured out how to compromise. But with a producer involved, on top of what a director's role is, which is basically just to, you know, make sure the story is going in the direct the way that they envision it going it's to make their vision come alive rather than to you know appease the audience or appease you know producers um which is why there's a lot of issues in the industry with for example the star wars uh newer trilogy when you have you know one director 
has kind of built in, you know, all of these setups that he's going to pay off over the next two movies, but then he gets, he's off of the film and another director comes in and he wants to do his own stuff. And this is all happening because of the main producer involved. I don't remember her name. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. She's like, isn't she leaving Disney or something like that? People who want her to leave Disney have said she's leaving Disney. There has been no official word as to what Mm -hmm. is going on. Mm -hmm. Well, she basically ruined the whole thing because you have, you know, somebody as big as, you know, Abram says, no, I don't want to do that. I think that's stupid, you know, or whatever the convert, however the conversation went, but basically just denying whatever the producer wanted. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to move you. You're not going to do it. Then I'm going to get somebody who will listen to me. And then they come in and change all of the setups and payoffs and, and huge character, like important character development that's been developed for years in comics and without comics and all this stuff, you know, and then you change the giant character like Luke. And then now you have all of these fans who hate these movies because nothing is seamless over, you know, the three movies besides Kylo Ren's character, basically. I think that might be actually the opposite because JJ was only going to do the first one and then they had two they, Ryan Johnson was going to do the second one and Colin another Trevor. yeah was well, going to do the third okay. one and if I think this is the issue well, no, well here's I, the I thing, remember seeing I, something that that there was more drama to it than that well, there was I way think more drama to it they well they this is the opposite situation where the producer should have stepped in when Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. where I still think it's a it's it's Kathleen Kennedy and I mean also Ryan Johnson's fault but Kathleen Kennedy's fault for not stepping in and saying hey look we needed a or or in the first place before even the horse awakens came out like Mm -hmm. sitting down with jj and even the other two directors and Mm -hmm. writer and all the writers being like this is the story we want to tell over these three movies now you need to stick to that and i think that is a good that is should have been what she should have been doing when she was producing these is you need to, she should have stopped Ryan Johnson and been like, okay, no, these things that you're changing should not be changed. Like you're changing things that have been set up and it's going to mess with the third movie and it messes with the first movie. So you need to stop that. But instead she just let Ryan Johnson do whatever he wanted, which kind of messed with the rest of the movies and the, people's perception the, of the movies. Yeah. I think last and word was, on this first drafted. Uh, yeah, I was saying it, a lot of the a lot of the issues, especially at the Star Wars thing, was because the produce, uh, Kathleen Kennedy in this case was working. I, I'm not out like within the political mecha- mechanisms of Disney itself. Mm-hmm. Bob Iger wanted the first movie to really catch audiences out of the gate, and he wanted to do it safely. He wanted something that would appease everyone. So JJ, instead of doing George Lucas's idea, which would have been wildly different than anything we'd ever seen he created this nice little safe just retread of a new hope Mm -hmm. and then once they had gained bob Iger's and disney's trust ryan johnson's movie was what kathleen kennedy wanted to do from the beginning that was the type of star wars movie that she wanted to make and so that's why she just sort of let him steamroll over everything and why he sort of just shoehorned in answers to all of jj's questions that he had had put in and then once The Last Jedi had such a terrible backlash, Colin Trevorrow, who had written the third movie based on what Ryan Johnson had done, uh, after We're about that, to get cut off right now. Yeah, Wait, but, that, but that was when he got. That was when. That was when he quit. Was because Bob Biker stepped back in and said, "No, we're not following off of what JJ did, or what uh, Ryan did. We need to do something 
safer. Hi guys, this is Justin. Welcome to the mid-roll. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash filmfeast. We have zero patrons and currently don't upload things there. But if you're our first patron, we'd start doing that. If you want to email us, which no one has, I'm really disappointed, to our like three dedicated viewers, no one has emailed us a hate letter yet. Uh, Josiah, get on that. It's info.filmfeast at gmail.com for the hate mail. And, um, yeah. Who are you talking to? Uh, uh, guys, I, for anyone who's listened to this last segment for The Mineral, I actually would love to hear your comments down below. Because obviously the producer is a necessary role, but mm-hmm. I think it is a conversation to be had. Because I think within independent realms, it's a lot easier for a producer-director to have a good relationship but once you get into those higher, like once you get into studio work, I don't know, I'd love if, if the, for some reason, someone who actually works within the industry, who is either a producer or director, who has experienced this relationship, like hears this podcast out of the blue, I'd love to hear your input on this. And what does that relationship look like? What are the frustrations? And I just feel like I see too many instances where directors are leaving projects due to creative differences. Yeah, And that's just so frustrating. Like Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man. Listen, I love uh, Ant-Man. That would have been amazing. I know, right? But they didn't want to make, they didn't want to embrace Edgar Wright's style of movie making. Yeah, Which they could have changed with other directors nowadays, but. Yeah, I think they're, even even still, they haven't really expanded. (sighs) They've they've allowed James Gunn to do his thing. James Gunn and Taika. Well, they did for a little bit. But think about it. Taika and and James Gunn's work are very similar in tone. So they knew, they were like, we're going to make an experiment with Guardians of the Galaxy. It worked and people love it. So then they almost just sort of copied it with Thor, with the third Thor movie. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that Thor and James Gunn have two different directors that they're. But I mean, like, they're not just letting anyone come in and embrace their style. They're not going to have Edgar Wright back and do his weird editing and the way he uses music. Like, they're not going to allow him to do that because it's still very different than what they've heard. I I don't know if Edgar Wright would want to come back, but I think that's still... I don't think he would. I think this... Because they they even did some of it and everybody said they loved it with the whole, you know... um, uh, I can't remember his name. The, the uh, his friend when he tells us like is telling the stories like where he's telling the stories and it cuts really quickly between the people telling the stories yeah. um louise louise i think it's louise um but yeah I those parts that's a very like edgar wright so like they kept like i mean everybody loved that part of the movie and i think they know that and i mean i know they probably won't get edgar wright back himself because they can't mm-hmm. he probably just won't want to come back and do another movie with them but still i think they I, I think they're they're open to getting experiment like directors like that because they know a lot of people like especially like with wandavision wandavision i feel like it's very different because there's been i uh, like i i can't even remember a single like action scene in wandavision it's mainly just been character trust driven. me we'll get one okay yeah we'll get one in the end but still i mean okay that's one in nine episodes so nine hours of content it's mainly been character driven stuff that's going on and so it's a very different type of case maybe i'm more just referring to the time when edgar left disney that at that time they were not willing to allow 
very experimental movies. They want. I think it depends on the departments of Disney, and I think this could be a really long conversation. But I really want to move on to the uh, unmotivated okay. part of being a filmmaker or just in the industry in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's why I'm unmotivated. Okay, I was talking with as. I think both of you know, I was talking with an investor for a while. Um, and then that went, you know, that, that ultimately south. didn't go south. Like it's still a possibility in the future, but it's but current on the back burner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just started talking with another guy and then I feel like I'm being ghosted by him because he hasn't responded to any of my stuff. And so I think over and over again, I mean, just in life, you know, you get rejected so many times. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, I should just not do this anymore because it's stressful, man. Yeah. My muscles just randomly twitch because of how stressed I am. Yeah. Like my neck muscles will Go stretch. Massage. My ab muscle, the lack thereof, but they will still, you know, <laughs> twitch. Yeah. My uh, tri- triceps, is that what this yeah. is? This muscle here? will twitch yeah my thighs will twitch my whole body just starts to twitch and like it's just this one i can't remember stressful dude yeah because it's like starting out is so hard and i feel like hearing stories you know you only get a limited you know portion of the story and that is like maybe a year before somebody is successful even mm-hmm. though they've been working at it for 10 plus years or so. And it's just, it's just because you don't hear that ten, those 10 years are you just get like a one, one off sentence saying like, yeah, I was working at, I've been working at this longer than, you know, a year, but I, I'm successful yeah. now, you know, like they mm-hmm. don't want, I feel like people don't want to talk about the motivation behind the whole, like, how do you get, how do you push through the whole 10 year, you know, mm-hmm. process of just working and grinding and, and writing and and making short films and all of this stuff without any like breakthrough, you know, until 10 years down the road, you get your big break, which doesn't seem like a big break, but yet it's what, you know, I've instilled in my mind because of these stories that have been told about filmmakers being successful, you know, so it's just very stressful and I'm mm-hmm. so unmotivated right now to do anything i watched three movies yesterday not yesterday today and i should have been working i should have been doing stuff but i wasn't because i'm unmotivated mm-hmm. i watched um the three batman movies the nolan films which are phenomenal Jesus. films yeah i watched all three i just finished dark knight rises before this call that's why i was like when you were like oh i'm busy for another like, hour oh, no. i was like oh. I- that is very unfortunate. <laughs> that sucks. I'm I guess busy. I'll have to go <laughs> back to watching movies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe taking that hour long break would satisfy all the people who are like, I don't understand how Bruce Wayne got back to Gotham City so fast. He's just <laughs> out of the pit and then they cut to him back in Gotham. That makes no sense. Yeah. Also, yeah, he's just <laughs> in the desert, just like chilling. 
He has uh, no that, resources that to like call somebody for a plane. Also, I just hate how they just make it winter out of nowhere. Well, wouldn't that explain something? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's been a few months since uh maybe since he got out of that pit. It might have been a few months because it's only a month and then it blows up. It's a no, few, it's only it's, a few it's, weeks, right? It's three months, three months and then it blows up. He spends oh. he spends I just something like these things. I he wasn't spends really something like two months. <laughs> you just watched you shouldn't even know what it is. Yeah. He spends like two that's months the last in the one you watch, and, and that's near back. the end of the last one you watched. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. But anyway, back to unmotivated. I think another part of me being unmotivated this week, like today, is because all weekend, me and Sentio, we had the Sentio group all up in the mountains, and we made a short film, and it was super fun, super awesome. But now that I'm back home and it's like, it's like, I don't know if you guys have been to church camp, but people talk about this when they oh, go yeah. to church camp, like the mountain big, high. Yeah. 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 That's and, a big thing. And, but then you also have the bottom low when you get home from, you know, the quickly the for those, the for those who are listening, who may not have gone to a church camp, the high, the mountain yeah. high is you go on some sort of like youth retreat uh, where you spend three to four days just listening to sermons, singing, spending time with other people, socializing, playing games. And it usually all ends no up with No responsibilities, like, basically. No responsibilities. And it usually ends with like a worship and prayer night. So it's like this very deep spiritual moment for for people it's like if you go to a music concert it's like the last night of a of a music festival where you are just like a so last night of a play last in, performance yeah last performance exactly of a play. you're you're so just in this moment it is such a satisfying and built, moment like bonded with all of yeah, these people yeah. that you've you've had this like amazing experience with it's the same thing with sentio and mm. i just like i crashed hard this morning i i got Wait, what's today? Tuesday? Yesterday Tuesday. morning. Tuesday. Yesterday morning. I got home maybe like one in the morning or so. Or no, two in the morning. No, 12. No, I got home at 12, I think. And I typically don't sleep at night, but I crashed. I like fell asleep and was asleep for a solid like 10 hours, which doesn't happen for me typically. Um, I typically can't sleep at all. My brain won't shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I crash woke up in the morning i was like man that was amazing amazing sleep and stuff all right i'm gonna get to work and then i just sat on my bed for a second i was like oh dude it's over it sucks you know all these people are not like around i didn't wake up next to all these people who i've been bonding with for a while you know um and i typically don't have like close friendships and so i feel like it hits me harder than than a lot of other people you're not my friend brett (laughs) (laughs) but it's like me you tell me me like that well i think it's it's when i say close i mean like i spend all we were like family no i know what you mean like the you've you've got like the you in life there are the close friends that you're gonna stay connected with throughout the entirety of the time knowing them then they're the people that like we met each other through mutual interest in the same thing Mm -hmm. and our lives will probably end up carrying ourselves in different pathways where it, we may hit a point where we're not talking for years at a time. Like who knows? Yeah. But I, and I, so but I totally understand I think, that, I, that mentality. Yeah. But I think I, it's good because th- I do have friends like that, that I can pinpoint and be like, 
we haven't talked for a year what's going on you know and we can just Mm -hmm. pick things back up Mm -hmm. but for the most part the people in my but there's a very few group very small amount of people that are like that for me um because i have like heavy trust issues and i think what i would really desire is to get like a tribe of people that i would just hang out with constantly not like every single day but like we would see each other every week you know, and do something or whatever and have like a small tribe of people. I think I would love that. But Mm -hmm. if, but the problem is, is if I left, you know, the, if the group didn't meet that week, I would feel like shit because that's how I feel right now is I feel like I got close to these people. I started to like think of them as family. Like I would think about them before I go to sleep. Like, man, it's so amazing to be around just amazing like-minded people. You know, we're all creatives here. We all love what we do. We can make a movie together. Like this is amazing to be a part of these, this group of people. And then it's just over. It feels because Mm -hmm. we're not necessarily talking at all, you know? Yeah. It just sucks, man. I don't know what to do. Like I feel so immotivated and I feel like I shouldn't be, but I am. You know, maybe that's just a... No, there's there's definitely a social component to motivation, I think. I think when you, I don't know, people, we're social animals. So when we tend to be in community with people, it raises our spirits, it encourages us. Mm -hmm. And so I I definitely understand, I definitely understand that. I mean, I think that, again, it's another, an issue that I specifically have is self-motivate like just self-motivation like doing the daily work like that path forward I feel like that you're talking about that sort of 10-year path that requires Mm. people around you but it also requires this ability to basically turn your brain off and just do work like the way we the way you make movies most of it isn't fun it's mostly boring ass cutting writing rewriting doing all the dumb stuff like Okay, like I, I had editing a hard is drive. the worst. Editing is the absolute worst. I've been at ed- like I've been editing this short film. For you guys, it seems like it's been months that I've been editing this short film. We recorded all of this in like two weeks. But I've been working on a short film and my hard drive failed. So now mm-hmm. I've been spending time pulling footage from the backups that we have and it's taking forever. But on top of that, just finishing that rough cut, I hate it. Like, I absolutely hate it. The sound doesn't work. Nothing matches. There's so many issues that I have to fix, but it's work. Like, you just have to sit down and start being like, okay, scene one, let's make the audio even. Now we can see what the edit actually looks like. Yeah. Scene two, scene three. And it's it's boring and it's tedious. And it's just it's, monotonous. Is it's that monotonous. Right? Yeah. I feel like no, that's it's monotonous. Right that's the right word. That's the right word. And I think that's my biggest problem when it comes to these movies is I'll finish a project um and i just i don't know i don't feel excited to work move on to something else until like a few months later when i get an idea and write it and then it gets boring again so i think so what's the solution i mean the solution is to just do it the solution is to just do it but i can't just do it because it's so boring so how do we make it more fun what's something that i can bring to the table to make me want to get up and do it the monotonous task the the creating cash flow sheets, the creating budget, the creating, 
stuff that a producer has to do that I don't want to do the context that I have to reach out to. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. I just want to make a <laughs> movie. Well, yeah. I don't think there's any way that you can make it exciting for yourself. I mean, there might be some ways that you can make it exciting, but those things are very hard to make exciting. Those are things that you have to do in Here's to get solution. to your end, end goal. Here's the it, solution. I think the I solution is you have to, the you have to, to think. Okay, no, just I saying do it. I mean, I don't think that's that's I mean I have helpful, more, but I don't I have more you to have say to, on that. You have to think of it. It's gonna be boring. I don't think there's any way of getting around that, but you have to think of the end product and know that you're going to make something that's worth it. But to do it, it's like with a movie. I mean, we're talking about movies, but like within the movie, you can't have just a bunch of action scenes all together. You have to have establishing things or just like conversations that give context not everything can be super exciting but the exciting parts are very exciting but there are other things that are necessary to get the full experience because you can't just have you can't just make the movie and get to do all the fun parts and then just it's done you can't do that you have to do some boring stuff to get to the good stuff and that's just the way it is what is your solution? Okay, Tati, my solution has become very wealthy where I can pay people to do those things. Yes, that yeah. is true. That is true. Which but is the case. Wealthy, but currently, but, but currently wealthy, you have to put in the work first. Exactly. You yeah. can't that's where I'm at. I thing feel is, like if I can well, hold ex- on, let me say this. I feel okay. like if I could if I could have like just got my shit together like three or four years ago. And just like sat down, did the work, and I did for a while, but I got like shit stolen from me, and that really hurt my flow of like work. And so I was like, what's the point if somebody's just gonna steal it and I'm not gonna reap the rewards, you know? So I was unmotivated that way. But if I just pushed through that and was like, listen, fuck them. I'm going to go out, make my own stuff, do my own thing, and I'm gonna do it right, and I'm not gonna involve people I don't trust. If I did that three years ago, I would be in a very different place than I am right now because I would have just done it, but it's just Mm -hmm. hard to do it. Like it sounds easy and it's just not, you know, it's, it isn't easy. I I think for the past two weeks, I've done basically nothing. I had the same sort of emotional fallout after the, cause I was in a work for Tazi uh, with the, with, but the investor fell through and I had that same sort of Oh, I was so pissed. I felt so bad because I promised you shit because he promised me shit. And then he broke his promises, which in turn broke my promises. And I felt so bad. I'm sorry still. Ah. You're okay. You're okay. But I, it was hard for me to get back on the horse. And I don't know. I, it's one of those weird things where the process oh, of, leg of is twitching. the process of building the habits uh, necessary to do boring things is different for every person. Like, I still have not figured out how to do it. I have done all of these different things in terms of planning. Like mm-hmm. the next 10 years of my life, I have fully planned in terms of what were the thing, what are the things that I should be doing daily and monthly? And what are the projects that I should be working on to keep reach success? The issue is waking up in the morning and just doing it. So like the past two weeks, I hadn't been doing anything. Literally Brent mm-hmm. can attest to this. I've been at home watching videos all day for two weeks. Um, uh, and then every now and again, I'd put a few hours into editing, uh, editing Ultimate Alley Fighters. So <coughs> I, I have put some work into that, but it's not been anywhere close to enough. 
I think one uh, of well, I, I I was going somewhere with this. Sorry, is that I have another solution. I was just scrolling it. through Reddit, and there is this random post um, uh, from BoJack Horseman about how the the hard thing like the the hard to get somewhere you have to do hard things and the secret is to just do it and it sounds dumb and it's more poetic than that than the writing but that was basically it i don't know why but that helped for me to just say okay i've done all the planning Mm -hmm. like i've already done all the planning i already i literally have an app on my phone with everything that i should be doing daily um and i was just like okay uh, habit bowl is what i have habit bowls habit habit bull b-u-l-l yeah and it just has like the things that i do for my morning routine uh it's all of a sudden caught up a bunch of my habits most of the stuff most of the productivity apps and habit apps that i've tried to get y'all you have to pay for them is it a paid thing nope uh the first year is free and then you pay for it like five dollars a year or something like that wow um most of them are pay for i mean oh habit bull as Habit in like B- I said B U L L. Oh, I didn't hear you. And, <laughs> and Tazi, if you don't want to use Habit Bowl, you could use a piece of paper for all I care. The, the point is, is finding something that works. I just don't know how to format it. Very big formatter, and I don't know how to format anything right. Like, right. but but all I, I was going with this is that this reading that one thing emotionally triggered me to be like, okay, you're gonna your sleep schedule is off. So no matter when you wake up tomorrow, you're just going to start doing stuff on that list. So I think I woke up at 11 or 11.30 today and I did my morning routine. I finished that about 2.30, I think was when I finished all the stuff there. And then I spent the rest of the day before I recorded this podcast working. Yeah. But I spent the rest of today actually working. I've been working on moving footage from my backups to my hard drive so that I can finish editing this short film. It's a seven days free, not... Damn it. More than seven. It's more than seven. I've had it for a year. It says try seven days free. They probably, they might have changed it. A year. They might have changed it. Or maybe I paid for one year. I don't know. Um, You find something, find something that works for you. The, The point is, is that I don't know what the solution is, but so far sitting on my bed, feeling sorry for myself hasn't helped. And the, only thing that has helped me so far is that I have spent time over the past five years developing all these different random plans. And today it helped that when I woke up and said, the first thing you're going to do in the morning is make some coffee and look at your phone and look at your habit app and just do the first thing on that list. So, and so far it's worked. So I'll I don't know. I'll talk to you later about the practical, the like practical steps that you take. But I- here's the thing, my practical steps so far I'm still experimenting because I've well, over the past over the past year the most productive I've been was this summer during COVID, and that was motivated by the fact that I put on 30 pounds over quarantine when I was with our family. Mm-hmm. I went from 240 to 270 pounds over quarantine, and when I got back, I just felt fat, and so I was like, I'm going to lose weight, and that was the first thing. And then I got the habit tracking app and slowly started adding habits, and I ended up writing two new drafts of feature films that was also motivated by being in a writer's group that helped a lot. So I had that social component of someone that yeah. was relying on me. I wrote a, a, a pilot for a TV show. Are they still doing um, that? Is Micah still doing that? 
Uh, probably, but he had a baby. So um, babies. He's, that baby is so cute, by the way. It is adorable. I saw that baby. It was really the leader cute. Of our, I saw the leader it of our writers picture. group had a baby. I adorable. saw it in the picture, I know, and I saw that Tabby was holding it, and I was confused because I was like, yeah. "Wait, Tabby and Michael don't have a kid," and I realized <laughs> it was probably Micah's kid. I have pictures of me holding him. Oh, but but going back that over those three months, I saw exactly how productive I could be. Like in that period of time, again, I wrote two drafts for a feature. I wrote two first drafts for features and I wrote the first draft of a pilot like Mm -hmm. I was writing four hours every day that's I've never done that before and that was my writing job I had a job during that time as well so it wasn't like like I could do it no matter what my life situation is but then all of a sudden in November it all fell off the rails and I haven't I've haven't really written since then when I when I was going through the process of rewriting stuff I, I promise myself just every day before I go to sleep, I have to write at least a scene. That was my thing. And then I, yeah. eventually I've gotten to, you know, two acts now. Yeah. It's a very complex yeah. story. That was something that helped was just sort of doing, just do it. Because some days you're not going to do as much as you did the day before. Because mm-hmm. some days it is those days where you wake up and you feel like crap and you're not going to get a lot done. Like during that three months, there were days where I literally wrote three pages. Like I wrote one scene and that was it. And then I stopped Mm -hmm. and I worked for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. But there was some days where I wrote for six hours. I would write for three hours, take a small break, write for another three hours. It's weird because it's all up here, but you just have to like put it on final draft. You know, it's like, it's all up here, but you just got to like do it and and put it out there. It's like, I, it's done in my head. I just need to put it yeah. somewhere so that I, other people could see it. I think there's something to be said for planning. So understanding what is my route to success. Like I have a list of things that I want on my portfolio as a writer. Uh, I haven't mm-hmm. done it for directing yet because I think for directing one, I'm working with other people more. So that helps a lot. Like I know that after I finish this short film, I know what my next short film is going to be. And it's something that I'm working on with Tazi. And that's, that's the next project after this. Do you um, remember, I want to ask you this real fast. This is a sidebar. Yeah. Do you remember uh, a not so funny comedy? I mean, I, I know that you did it, but I, I've never watched it. No. Well, it, I, it's garbage. I don't want to release it. <laughs> but I want to refilm it with uh, better elements, I'll say. Was that the better movie actors? that I did sound, was that the movie I did sound for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's the oh, thing, yeah, Tazi. No, Do you think you'll need funny. better actors? Because um, <clears throat> my portfolio needs some work. I haven't done anything in a while. I'm and, well. This is awkward now. Yourself into my short films. <laughs> I also uh, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think you could play I, the main Tazi, character. That is, I think you could play the main character. Ac- that's a serious accusation to say I'm inserting myself into your. Well, there's your, only your two characters. Shut up for a second. There's only two <laughs> characters, right? Okay. And I think you could play the main character and then I would play the character that is kind of just a Easter it's egg. It's like a like a re- retweet for retweet or something like that. Um, well, there's an Easter egg you, in the movie. I make you the main character in my my short and you make me the main character in your short. I'll tell you this. All of my stories are connected in some shape or form. Like it, every oh, single yeah, one of them have, ones, have right? a... Ha- the superhero kind of ones, right? 
Don't be giving out my that's ideas Kyle. now. I don't know what you're that, talking about. No, that's Kyle. That's Kyle. No, I was thinking of Kyle's. No, I was thinking of Kyle's thing. Kyle's making a he series expl- of short films. He, ex- he explained it when we did that. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I just want to go back to the actual topic of productivity. Yeah. Well, here's one, here's one of my other oh, things of of solutions. I think is accountability, and like yeah. actually, but there's it's weird because when I try and tell people what I'm doing. People get either, I get like a few different responses. One of the bigger ones is, oh, you're so cool, you know, whatever, you suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the wow, other one, so cool. the other one is like, oh, you're never going to make it. You should just stop while you're ahead and do something else. Gosh, do people Which really is say relevant. that to you? I get it. That's yeah. depressing. And people, re- that's so depressing. Like yeah. what the heck? Why would you Well, they say it in a different manner. They're like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, you know, but I feel like I need to say this as your friend. I think you should move on. You're, tw- you know, you're, are- you're what? 23, 24, 27. You're not 27. You're not 27. You liar. When My I hear people Josh. say something like that. Okay. Listen, there are some people that are more gifted than others. There are some that will never make it in the industry, but uh, who was, it? I think it was, it was Hugh Jackman. He did a podcast that was really good. I can't think of what it was. He'll on be on next week. <laughs> yeah exactly but no he Dude, was talking he was saying that <laughs> right. he was saying that he doesn't think that people should really stop pursuing a career in film until they're 31 he said if you are 31 and you still haven't made it find a new career because it's probably not for you if you've been working from your 20s to 31 you should probably do something else so i understood that it's like if you're still working in a restaurant at 31 trying to be an actor you should probably stop but at the same time there's still success stories the guy from from out from outsiders who is also in ozark uh i can't think of his name but he's a little bit of an older guy he's in his 40s and he has a beard he didn't get his first he didn't become successful until he was in his 40s mm-hmm. so there is something to be said about persistence that working hard every day towards a goal while putting yourself in a position to try and find opportunities. Some people are not going to be as athletic and talented as Tom Holland and get a job when they're 20. People aren't going to be like that. Some people are going to be I like s- David F. Samberg. I auditioned for that role. But, but some people aren't yeah. going to be like I met David F. Samberg. Uh, some people aren't going to be like, some people are going to be like David F. Samberg who who was making commercials, short animated commercials in Norway for his career until he was in his 40s when he mm-hmm. made a dumb little short called Lights Out that got him a, that got him his career. And now he's he's a very successful director. He's doing Shazam 2 currently. Like didn't he, he put that on Reddit and that's career. where it really blew up? Is putting he it put, on Reddit? He put it on Reddit. He submitted it to a short film competition. He put it in a bunch of different places. So mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said about consistency. It's the same thing with work out that the people who get in shape are not the ones who lift the heaviest weights they are the ones who lift weights consistently mm-hmm. they are the ones that are tracking their progress at all <laughs> so like i need to finish this short and it may take who knows how long it'll take me i'm praying it doesn't take me another two months i want to finish it in the next few weeks but so just get it done son. But, yeah, but that's the point <laughs> is that every day i need to look at it and be like okay even if i'm just fixing the audio for one scene here we're going to do that one scene and then be done yeah. And I feel, I will say this. I do feel more motivated talking about it. I think that's yeah. another solution is when these scenarios happen. Oh, I, I feel Talk like to somebody I, and well, get them yeah, to motivate but you. I, I think my original point of the whole people think I suck because I'm telling them this, what I'm doing 
is is it has to be the right people that you talk to yeah and the accountability yeah. has to be with people who are like-minded in the way for real that can motivate you enough to be like listen i know it sucks i'm in it too but let's get it let's do yeah. it you know yeah. and, and that alone will be like all right cool yeah let me yeah. go write this scene you know let me go mm-hmm. edit this thing let me go send out this email and do whatever you know, I feel like that in itself will be like, okay, think now it's time about, to get to work. Think about the older generation of directors. So people like Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, Ron Howard. There's a few more in that group of directors, but it was a group of like five or eight I don't get the hype around Ron Hi- just, Howard. To be but uh, ignoring ignoring what you're saying about the hype, hype around Ron Howard, um, the point Black is, Nova. is that they were a group of people that outside of Ron Howard didn't really have an attachment to. Because he was an actor. Script, like royally. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was yeah. Opie on the Andy Griffith show. So he had Never connections. He had connections. Ooh, it's a good show. Him. You should watch it. But anyway, he had connections cool. that helped him, but he was part of a group of people that all encouraged and worked with each other to help each other improve. Mm-hmm. And I think you can never, never... I don't know. There's people that don't work in the film industry or don't have an understanding of the film industry, or maybe they just have this old way of thinking about things that if you're looking for a career in the arts, they're like, well, really the only people who succeed are rich people who already have connections. That's a lie. That's a bold faced lie that they are telling you because they don't understand. I think understand it's easier if you're rich and you have connections. Oh, it's much easier. It's, it's, it's much easier, easier, but it's, it's, that's not the only way to it's do not it how because becomes, David there Lindelof. aren't that many rich people with connections yep. no, it's you, okay here's the, the thing the moniker but the, where i was going with this is the yeah, the sorry, sign of success this is the last thing i have to say i'm sorry i'm talking long monologues but the sign of success was more often the people actor. who were persistent in pursuing opportunities they were the ones who found success so the people who got rejected the most before they got accepted. Those are the ones who found success mm-hmm. so i think you cannot live your life with this if you're going to be an artist with this fear of rejection, you have to be consistent in improving. You have to find a group of people to socialize with and encourage each other to improve. And then you also have to not be afraid to put your work out there, even if it's bad. Yeah. Like put your bad um, work out there and get comments on it so that you can understand what's bad about it and you can get better and screw the people who just tell you to quit because you're bad. Like screw them. Like, like uh, do, okay, they don't I deserve your that. opinion. One movie that I think, I mean, it, it's obvious, but La La Land is a great example because mm-hmm. the entire movie is not just acting with Emma Stone, but with uh, um, Ryan Gosling and the and the jazz club. I it's, just watched Crazy Stupid Love. Sorry, I want to say this real quick. That's a good well, movie. Thanks, I enjoyed I that movie. It. Stupid Love is a great movie. It's a Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. I've never seen it, but uh, I've it's heard it's Netflix. pretty decent. Um, but yeah, so that one is like, I mean, they even have a montage of her going through like, I don't know, like seven or eight uh, inter, uh, um, auditions yeah. where she just gets rejected. And some of them, they even just talk over her, which I think happens in most auditions anyways. But still, Mm-hmm. or at least yeah, old school yeah. auditions because i think auditions nowadays are a lot more of recording yourself and sending those tapes into Self-tapes. people yeah. um exactly yeah but still, that, that's a very good auditions and they suck ass very good thing and even in that when she she writes her own play and mm-hmm. then she does it and 
it sucks. Like it's not mm-hmm. good. And they have the part where it's like he, she hears the people out outside the green room talking about how bad it was and how it's not that great. And like she's like, I need to give up. But th- having people around you to support you because yeah. she su- she tells him not to give up, and then he when she's down he helps her not give up. And so you need to have people around you. Otherwise you are just going to give up because mm-hmm. most of the time people alone cannot do things by themselves. They need support yeah. around them. And also just to keep doing it, even when their yeah. stuff they do sucks. Yeah. Like the, if, like, and then in the end, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not what like always a, happens, like but a, the Emma Stone makes it after yeah. working and working for a really long time. I want to get this job. A, like a either a, a I don't think a group me would work. I don't like group me that much. Uh, like a group text of just like like ten people that we know that are actually trying to get shit done that we can encourage each other with. I want to yeah. start that. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be beneficial for me at least. Yeah, that would be good. And I th- I think that I want to say this to people who are not pursuing careers in film. Maybe you have friends and family, uh, like. I don't know this don't don't allow your idea of what success looks like impact their their desire to do something artistic mm-hmm. like encourage them if they do something that artistically isn't quite there yet be kind in your critique of it and encourage them to pursue the next thing like yeah. Brent and I have been very lucky that both of our parents one, like both of our parents, when they heard that we wanted to go into the arts, were very apprehensive. Like they were, they were apprehensive, but they were still encouraging. And they were apprehensive because they didn't know what the path forward looked like. But what I found so encouraging was my both my dad and my mom were like, even though we don't know what the path forward looks like, Justin, we know that what success will look like for you is how you pursue your opportunities. Now you seek out opportunities. Don't wait for opportunities to come for you. Go find the people to talk to, find the people to work with. Hit me up on Instagram or follow me on Letterboxd. Yeah. Uh, find plug my but, but they were they that was where their encouragement came from that even though they didn't have this understanding of how the film industry worked, they had this understanding that both of us wanted to work in the film industry mm-hmm. and that they were going to encourage us to do it in whatever way possible. I think I will always want to encourage people that are trying to make it. So even after I am, you know, bigger, you know, I'm doing stuff consistently and I have money backed behind me. I always want to be looking back and pulling people up. So that being said, mm-hmm. follow me on Instagram at Tazi Star. Um, no, 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 no. We got a faster. minute left. Yeah, I know. Okay. Go Let's fast. Wrap it up. We'll Brent, wrap it up. We Brent, were missing a segment of this show. No, Brent, I know. I was going to do that at a different time. A but different we're time. Done. We're done. This is over. Yes, I know this is over. Just let me do it. Jeez. Let's wrap it up. I'm s- Are you- <laughs> I think I know what he's going to do. Oh, I get it. Okay. Well. I- okay. Well, we're cutting they- this out anyways. Six- I was going to do it during one of the ad, like an ad thing as the as the thing but yeah okay we'll cut it we'll cut it at the uh yeah you should when justin starts yelling about me needing to do it even though he shouldn't do that even if i didn't do it we will it's not his segment it's not his segment 
to do. You know what? I will do whatever the frick I want because I am a strong, independent. Okay. When are you doing this? These are you doing the the Trinity? Is what I'm calling it now. Brent the can, Trinity. Brent, Brent, yeah, intro, I Brent, done do, Brent can do the Trinity for this. You're I'll supposed do to do episode three. What? Yeah. I. He did one. I did two. I, You're supposed to. Do I thought three. you had to he record. I thought you. This is. I thought this is, this is fine. I, I haven't done it? it. Stop clapping. You stop clapping, it's you bread eater. <clears throat> Hi guys, sorry for that. That was a great episode. No thanks to Tazi Starfire, who ruins the episodes. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash filmfeast. If you want to email us, you can email us at info.filmfeast at gmail.com. Join us next week where me, Brent, and this loser talk about turn your brain off movies goodbye gosh that was a terrible sign off what other sign offs do you think i, I should like try it, you like it oh dang thanks man tazi is uncancelled guys <laughs>